Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the So Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. Addy, how are you, Hone? Doing very well, Josh. How about yourself? Not too shabby. We just uh, had a nice little meeting of the minds with some fellow IDP thought leaders, uh, some big tings in the works. You know we love teasing the big tings, as always. Now, Chet Hanks has not been canceled, has he? Uh, probably, yeah, I think so. Wow, oh, damn. I'm pretty sure that canceled him. Uh, well, that we're going to keep saying big things. We have <laughs> yeah. co-opted. We have taken it from Chet's dying body and taken it as our own. That's right. That's ours now, Chet. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't cancel us. Yeah. we <laughs> Not yet. The mob, <laughs> the angry pitchforked mob has not come for us yet. Yeah, it's just because we're not. No one cares enough. Yeah. There's not enough, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, groundswell of anger towards us. Maybe one day. That's our goal. Be big enough to cancel. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, regular season is over, Josh. That's right. The longest season in history probably ended with the best game of the season. Man, that was incredible. Justin Herbert, it was... Throwing ropes. Quite literally insane. Oh, yeah. They said, um, Robert Mays on the wonderful athletic football show, said that the chance of Herbert completing all of those, so like every single one of those fourth down throws... One in 8,000. Wow. But like they said, he is a one in 8,000 type of quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, that was incredible, man. That was that was an awesome game. Herbert's been doing that basically all year. He is making those type of throws. I think he might be the most exciting young quarterback in the game right now. Yeah, I th- with those deep balls and just the drive he puts on those balls, man, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's unlike anyone else, uh, you know, I can think of. I mean, I think we saw it with Mahomes early on in his career, but he hasn't really. He doesn't throw the flashed as you know. He doesn't throw the especially the ropes. Like right, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. I think. I think probably, that's like a, yeah, like that, those are like the traits that are the the things that you do early on, and you're like when you're you know a young guy, you can make those just those. You're like, oh, I'm like a half second late. Let me just gun this in there with unparalleled yeah. velocity. Rely on my young arm strength. Yes. And, yeah. Exactly. This is Brett Farvian. You know, mm-hmm. the stories of how he used to break his receiver's fingers. Like, yeah. I feel like that's where we're at with Herbert and Josh Allen. It's a shame, though, because I really wanted Herbs in the postseason. I know. That was my one regret. Would you have gone for the tie if you were the Raiders in that situation? Um, because you think about it. Okay, you can come out. You can take a knee. You can run the clock out. And you are guaranteed 100% you're going to the playoffs. You put the ball in the air. You put the ball in a running back's belly, chance of a fumble, chance of a pick, your season might be over. It was um, good for seeding, though, right? It mattered for seeding, I think, didn't it? Well, they would have been, I guess, the seven seed had they got in. If they they had tied. They would have had to have played Kansas City. They would have had to have played Kansas City. That's right. And now they're playing playing Cincinnati. That's a big deal. That is a big difference. So, I mean, I would have gone for the – I mean, yeah, I I get all that. But, I mean, you're going for – you're going for the win. That's a division rival, too. That's, that was my thinking as well. But it was curious they said that getting the first down, you know, with the Josh Jacobs run on third and 10 really changed their mindset. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what I would have done. Because you're right. There's part of me that's like, this is a division rival. It's in our best interest. The seating, to... the seating is a big deal to me, though. Yes. I mean, the fact that they that they get to play You avoid Cincinnati Kansas now, City. I mean, I think they have a decent shot at, at beating. Why not? Also, that game is going to be super cold. Oh, yeah. It's like in, in the teens. So, anything can happen in that. You never know. Um, and, you know, 
Cincinnati doesn't have any experience. Like none of those guys on the roster have any experience hardly at all. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, and not that the Vegas has much more, but they Carr has been to the postseason. Um, and they do have a bunch of vets on that team. So something going on with that squad too. Vegas is kind of hot right now, right? They've had they've won four in a row, I think, and they haven't played anyone. The but. only team, I believe they said in NFL history to make the playoffs after dismissing their coach at the midpoint of the season. I mean, yeah, think about this the year yes, they've had. The year from hell. Yeah. You cannot really imagine a worse season in terms of like things outside of the players' control that has happened. Yeah. Yeah. So uh who knows? Who knows? It's just a much better matchup for them. So, yeah, I mean, I can see those arguments, but I don't know. There's a part of sports that just, it's like a, like a soul-level type of thing. It's not just purely numbers-driven. It's like, at like a deep instinctual level, you want to win. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, deep down, I was hoping that uh, they did that. It yes. ended in a tie. I think most people were hoping that... Because I wanted those two teams. Yes, that. nobody wants... Not, aside from Steelers fans, and hell, there might be some Steelers fans, like, please get this team off my television. I, know. I have to watch Big Ben sail a pass, like, 30 yards down the field and underthrow it by, like, you know... Right, I know. The two polar opposite uh, yes. arm strengths. You got Herbert out and Big Ben in it. Uh, yeah, big been in. So not yeah. a win for just casual fa- non fans of the teams that are in the playoffs. This was a yeah. net loss. Yeah. So, but hey, we are doing something fun on tonight's pod. Speaking of the playoffs, this is a yearly tradition. I think I looked at the spreadsheet, Addy, going back to 2015. Wow. 2014. At least, yeah. I think somewhere I think in that for... range, we have done an NFL playoff fantasy league. I know the. Um, Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl for sure. We were doing fancy playoffs, so whenever that was, and I think we were doing it a few years before that. So it's it's probably closing in on a decade. We've been doing this. Yep, and so, that was my first intro to IDP. That's right. Was this? That's right. The playoff fantasy. We did league. this before we started XFFL, which yep. was 2016. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this has been going on for quite a bit. It's actually I've said this before, if not on this show, on the XFFL pod that we did before Big Three and then IDP show. Playoff fantasy, like the NFL playoff fantasy league we do, it's my favorite fantasy all year long. It's a lot of fun. Because of the survivor element of it, mm-hmm. you know, like trying to, you're combining game picks essentially with your fantasy. And I think yeah. that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's got all of it. Getting into that like Super Bowl situation where it's like, okay, this person's up by this many points, these guys, this is who I have left, you know, it just yeah. creates this really fun dynamic of, you're never truly, really out of it. Yeah, and also, I mean, I don't know if you experienced it. It was, it was totally, un- totally nice. Don't get me wrong. Having a break from fantasy last weekend, but also, it's like I didn't really know what to do with myself. I know. I was like, I don't. I I'm watching the games. I'm not checking my phone. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not, not nervous. I'm not sweating out lineup decisions. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was just a weird feeling. So yeah, this that's nice to have. You know your fantasy back in your life. We don't just a different form. We don't yet have legalized sports gambling in Mm -hmm. Kentucky, like our neighbors to the South do. So, you know, we can't gamble on these games when there's no fantasy. So this is kind of our substitute. This and the Super Bowl squares. That's what we do. There you go. That's how we cope (laughs) is Super Bowl squares and NFL playoff fantasy. We sent out a newsletter post today, the IDP show.com subscribe. If you haven't, it's free. With our league setup, there's actually a template that you can use from Google Drive and just copy and paste to do your own league. Um, And then we had the scoring on there. We used Big 3 scoring for our league. And then uh, Addy also just published 
over on the website. You'll want to check this out. His IDP rankings for the NFL playoffs. And I think you said this year, sometimes the confidence ratings that you do are a little easier to figure out. It felt like this year was essentially the shrug emoji. It was very tough. Yeah, like uh, there's, you know, the top 10 teams pretty much. It can go pretty much any any way. I don't have, like, I'm going to have to make my bracket to be able mm-hmm. to do draft my players with some sort of confidence. Man, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah, so it was tough. This is one of the hardest years I've had as far as ranking goes, just because there's so many equal teams, I think. There's only represented. two games, really, the first round I feel good about. I don't think there's any way the Eagles beat the Bucks. Right. Uh, Tom Brady's not losing in round one. And then Steelers Chiefs. Steelers Chiefs. That yeah. those are the only two. Now watch, both of those will be massive upsets. And yep. The whole world will be plunged into chaos. And even you know, I think Pat's got a got a raw. Deal. I thought they could have snuck up on somebody, but I think the Bills is a really tough. They could still. I mean, that's a division game. That could still. That'll be frisky. You know. You know it will be. But um, yeah, I, I I don't see them advancing. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, Cardinals, Rams, Bengals, Titans, Cowboys. Packers, Bucks, Bills, Chiefs, all those guys could get two or three games. Yeah, because, and it was weird, there was no dominant team. Yeah. Usually within a season, you can look at the Ravens or the Chiefs mm-hmm. or whoever and sort of, you know, hitch your wagon. During the Tom Brady Patriots era, our friend Jacob won this, I think, won this thing more than once, just almost selecting exclusively Patriots. Yeah. Which is one way you can go. Oh, yeah. It's like if you think, if you have a really good feel, for who do you think is going to make the Super Bowl? You could load up on just one team. Now, if they lose, you're done. Yep. So it's kind of an all-in type of thing. But if they do make it to the Super Bowl, you probably win. Yeah, and in some situations, like that's the reason why I like the Chiefs a lot because they get a they get the uh, they're playing this opening round. You know, whereas the Packers, the Titans, both those guys are going to have a bye. So in in the league we're talking about, this is like total points, right? That it's it's when you lose a guy, they're done. But if you have a guy that keeps playing and advancing, you get their points for every single game. That's right. It's sort of like a variation of best ball. Yes. Um, you, your whole lineup gets but scored. Yeah, there's no bench. There's no bench. 20 starters. I think I think I counted up. It was 27 players. Okay. Nice. 27 starters. Um, and you can modify the number of players on your roster based on how many teams mm-hmm. you add. And that mainly comes into effect with the quarterbacks. Yeah. So you, we had four last year. We've had five. We have six. You could go up to seven this year yeah. and do two QBs per team. So, um, And that's what's fun, too, because it's such a – there's so many variables at play. Do you go uh, you know, offense first? Do you go defense first? Do you load up on – I've usually done the approach of picking, like, four teams and mm-hmm. or five teams and picking from – and I've always lost. Yeah, because there's not a high enough concentration of players left at the end. It's, yeah. it's death by a thousand paper cuts. You got to kind of pick a team. You I think gotta you got to pick a horse. I think you have to pick one or two horses and yeah. then just pick all from those squads. Yep, yeah. I'd say yeah, sixty to seventy percent of your guys going to be from those two teams, and then yeah, you can kind of you know pick and choose. Yeah, cherry pick stars yeah. from other teams that you think could could advance. You're looking for two games. You need two games out of every guy you select. Yep, and then if you get one, you're in trouble. Yes, right. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to look at the IDP rankings Addy came up with, and we had Aaron pull the last four weeks who have been the top-scoring IDPs from the 14 playoff teams. So who are these guys that are hot going into the playoffs that you may want to pay attention to? Addy's rankings really are based on, you know, 
points per game is sort of the metric and then, you know, sussed out by confidence in those players going into the playoffs. But we want to give you as well some under-the-radar guys that might be worth a look. So, but before we do that, Eddie, we're going to hit the news. We're going to do a little post-mortem on my beloved Indianapolis Colts and then hear from our friends at Manscaped, and then we'll get into the rankings. So let's start with the news. This is my favorite time of year. I'm a little bit of a Grinch when it comes to Black Monday, coach firings, or, or uh, my favorite is the Around the NFL podcast. They call it New Horizons Monday because mm. they want to rebrand it to something more positive. Yeah, you know? I like that. Uh, so they go with New Horizons Monday. And so what we're going to talk about is some of the GMs and coaches that have uh, that are that are looking for a job, and some of the guys that might actually be stepping into those roles. But let's hit a couple of news items here. News items here first, Daddy Raiders DL Darius Phylon, who made. Several big plays against the Chargers. I remember this guy's name popping up more than once in that again in that Sunday game against the Chargers. Suffered a torn patella tendon in the game. Obviously going to be out uh, for the playoffs and probably you know the foreseeable future. Ram safety Jordan Fuller will miss the entire postseason due to an ankle injury that may need surgery. This one stopped my heart for a second. This next news item: the Jets released Shaq Lawson. And I thought, oh, my God, how did I miss it? They released Carl <laughs> Lawson, but they released Shaq Lawson, so his bro, and uh, he yeah. cleared waivers. He's now a free agent and eligible to play for any team in the postseason. Mm. That could be a nice little ad, potentially. Yeah. Well, he didn't really move the needles much yeah, for the Jets. So that's true. That's a great sign. If you're not moving the needle for the Jets. Um, but he does have history with the Bills. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I can't imagine him being relevant now but you never know you never know you never know just pay attention just something to monitor if he maybe gets picked up by one of these playoff teams something to keep an eye on so let's get into the hirings and firings and let's start in minnesota addy it is time for a turn of the page with the vikings who let go of gm rick spillman and head coach mike zimmer sims had been there for eight years and I believe Spielman, Spielman had been there for, been there for 15 or 16 yeah. years. Spielman was surprising just because he has been such a mainstay there. And he's usually, you know, done a pretty decent job uh, as far as, you know, being the GM goes. He's, uh, I mean, recently I'm thinking about Justin Jefferson, what, that was a slam dunk pick. He's uncovered guys like Daniel Hunter. Um, Eric Kendricks. Harrison, Harrison Smith, Eric Kendricks. Right, he's he's done pretty well as far as drafting goes. So that was a little bit of a surprise. But I think this is just um, – they need a fresh start there. You know, it hasn't it hasn't been working. Um, they haven't been able to get over the hump, and uh, they're just too inconsistent. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a fresh start in Minnesota, which is, I think, much needed. It wasn't like the team was an absolute dumpster fire. This right. was not a Jacksonville situation. This was not a New York Giants situation. Mm -hmm. They just were stuck in that no-man's land of mediocrity. Yeah. You know, never a laughing stock, never a true Super Bowl contender. And I think at some point you have to hit the reset button, rebuild to a certain extent to try to get over that hump with a different iteration of your organization. Yep. So do you have any kind of preference on any of the guys that have been floating out there as potential head coaching candidates? Have you seen the big rumor? No, I have not. Apparently Lane Kiffin is being mentioned. Shut up. Which? I haven't seen this one. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Lane Kiffin's apparently being floated around out there, which would be insane. 
Well, they had. I the, would like it honestly. They had the Jim Harbaugh rumors, and hmm. turns out that was not for the Vikings. Just okay. he was another college coach that was floating, and apparently, I saw the other day that he was negotiating an extension with Michigan. Okay. So this was just a big ploy to get yeah. more money from the university. Yeah. Which more power to him. You use that, play that card while you can. I mean, yeah, that was a kind of like out of nowhere story. Like I can't imagine that was just a weird. Michigan just made the playoff. It wasn't yeah. like this. They had a, you know, two and 10 year and Harbaugh's a laughing stock. Yeah. And it's like, I need to like golden parachute it back into the NFL. So that one's always surprised me. So you, you may be into the Lane Kiffin experience. I think so. It'd be fun. At least, I mean, it'd be a complete 180, you know, compared to Zimmer. The last time we saw this guy in the NFL did not go well. I don't know if you remember. He was the coach of the Raiders for a bit. That's right. Yeah. That's okay, though. Famously got left on the tarmac by USC. That's right. Yeah. So, I don't know about that. I don't know. He's kind of, he's had a glow up, though, I think, recently. So. Yeah, with old Miss. Yeah, so I, what, what, this would be kind of fun. Lane Kiffin draft Matt Corral, his college quarterback. There you go. That could be kind of fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Right, so you're just hoping for maybe something off the wall. Yeah, we need a shot in the arm. Something kind of a little zany and out there after straight laced like yep. drill instructor Mike Zimmer. Yep. I I like that. All right, let's look at the in division. There's a lot of these kind of divisions that have multiple coaches. GMs, teams searching for new hires. The Bears fired GM Ryan Pace and head coach Matt Nagy. This is one we saw coming as well. The uh, bloom was off the rose with Matt Nagy, and Ryan Pace just sort of got dragged under by all of that as well. So um, this this team, I think, needs – I'm, I'm with Robert Mays on this. He's a big fan of hire the offensive play caller head coach, the McVeigh archetype, the Andy Reid archetype, because if you are like a CEO type and you're really good at hiring offensive play callers, those coaches go on to become head coaches. So eventually you could reach a point where it stagnates a little bit or you make the wrong hire and then suddenly your team flatlines because your offense goes in the tank. So I hope for the Bears that they go offensive-minded head coach, but that they also find that kind of respected leader. I, I think Peterson, Doug Peterson, would be a great, a great fit here with Chicago. Proven track record. Yeah, has, you know, leadership capabilities. And I think it was Mike Sando said this on Robert's pod that I liked a lot, which I liked the second chance guys where it didn't end in disaster, you know, like a Dan Campbell, that Falcons team wasn't great, but it wasn't like he ran the organization. It wouldn't be like uh, Matt Patricia getting a second chance like that. That doofus does not deserve a second chance. So I think I would love to see Doug Peterson here for Justin Fields. That would be fun. That's gotta be one of the best landing spots for a potential coach. If you have a quarterback, that bumps you to the top for me, mm -hmm. you know, because I can work with that. That gives me a chance to not get fired in three years. Yeah. You know, so Dolphins, this one was the surprising yeah. firing. Brian Flores out the door. Uh, as the RN notes here in the doc, the only coach we can think of who was fired. I love how they say sacked. It's one of my favorite kind of English isms <laughs> Britishisms was sacked 24 hours after beating bill belichick also swept bill and went four and two against the pats in his tenure so 
This one was shocking. It seems like to me reading the tea leaves that maybe he butted heads with some people in the organization, didn't kiss the owner's ass as much as the owner wanted his ass to be kissed. Mm-hmm. I I, ha- I don't know. We need to talk to Ben to, to kind of get his pulse on this as a Dolphins fan. He seemed upset, I think, based on what he was saying in Slack. I think it was kind of interesting that they let off the press release firing Flores it basically said, we have fired Brian Flores. His record with the Dolphins was like 24 and 25. That was the second line of the press release. That was, and that's probably their best record they've had in a while, I would imagine. They it, haven't been good for... It, in the midst of a, like, Philadelphia 76ers trust the process type of rebuild, Yeah, that's a pretty damn good record. This team was sc- scraping and clawing for the playoffs the last two years. Yeah. Now they didn't make it, but the the two but they has been in that situation. In a yeah, bit. exactly, exactly. So they were trending in the right direction. Now I think what what kind of struck me as odd. It felt like the owner was making the flirty eyes at Deshaun Watson, but mm. now is trying to backpedal and say, "Nope, it was actually Flores. He was the one that wanted Deshaun Watson. It was not me." And he's scapegoating Flores well, a little bit. Flores did have some like odd comments about Tua. If I remember right. Yeah, I think not like really committing to, you know, kind of being vague and about I, I can't blame him necessarily. It feels like nobody in that building, once they got a look at Tua, were feeling great about the pick. Yeah. But it just seems really interesting in retrospect just to say, Nope, nope, I always like Tua. Is that Brian Flores guy we just fired? It's easy to say that oh, when yeah, you yeah. can shit can the guy that totally. you think is, you know, dragging your quarterback through the mud. Yeah. So it also was funny to me, everyone like Schefter and Rappaport saying Brian Flores expected to be a hot commodity on the coaching market this off. I'm like, I don't think he should have been fired, but who's lining up to get this guy? Are, are any of these teams like saying, Ooh, I want, I want that guy that was leading that 500 dolphins operation. Yeah, right. I just don't feel like the teams that are in the hunt really, like any of those teams would be a great fit. Yeah, I think I he'll, I think he'll land a defensive coordinator spot. I think Zimmer will land a DC spot. I think Fangio, who was let go by the Broncos, yes, will land a, a DC spot. So, great DCs out there, man. Truly, if you need a DC. You need a this, DC is this is the year. You've got three fantastic options. Um, Pat Shermer, the offensive coordinator, was also let go. Anthony Lynn, the Lions' offensive coordinator, was let go. Not a surprise. He'd been stripped of play calling duties. Um, and then Giants head coach, Joe Judge. Um, yeah, this one. This Took one, a little bit on him. Yeah, the fact that the Giants needed to take that extra day. I don't know, man. That's uh, that's not a good look. If you weren't coming out and letting Joe Judge go, like as soon as the clock hit triple zeros on Sunday, I really don't know what to say. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. That kind of speaks to the dysfunction, just of how they operate. Yeah. Like um, I said on the last episode, they are the Leslie Nielsen Everything is fine as the building burns behind him, GIF. Like, that is the Giants right now. They're trying to convince us that everything is fine. Well, it's like, yeah, Gettleman retired. Yeah, retired. That's... Okay, yeah, sure. Sure, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say, bud. Hey, just call it like it is. Yeah, you got fired. Joe Judge, it was time. He had turned into a punchline the last few weeks. The third and nine sneak. The comment about all the free agents or, uh, you know, free agents. People wanting yeah. you. I wish I could come back and play for you. Like, yeah, geez. just idiotic. It's just, you know, Trumpian levels of delusion here that I think if you're John Mara, you had to look at this and be like, 
this guy is kind of asking to be fired, right? Like the things that he he's doing, this is a cry for help. We need to get this guy out of here. That GM dude, he's had a lot of just, uh, just horrible situations. The Odell stuff. I remember like always hearing him calling about it, about that stuff, just how annoyed he was always with Odell. I'm sure this this whole process. Just you have been. Ben McAdoo. You have Geno coming in and breaking Eli Manning's streak. You, you know, yeah, they've just had that team has been that team has been a dumpster fire for ten years. Yeah, they're really bad. So we'll see. I think this is probably the least appealing spot out of any of them because again, yeah. this team has like two hundred thousand dollars in cap space going into next year. Yeah, so. They're locked in with this roster. I have to think they hit the reset button with Daniel Jones as well. I wonder what happened with Saquon. I wonder what he's going to do. I wonder if they let him go or if they – do they pick up his option? I'd have to check, but I would imagine so. He had a rough year. Yeah, he did. But I, I, I'm, I'm still hopeful for next year. Just so you, I want to see the coach they bring in. I want to see yeah. what they do at quarterback. This is Yeah, this is great news for yeah all those guys' value, I think. Yeah, hopefully they bring in – Shoot, I don't even know, because Joe Judge was supposed to be the CEO type of coach, so maybe they go offensive mind. I don't know. Something about it just screams defense. Yeah. But I could see this being like a Dan Campbell type of landing spot, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we want an established leader. We want a defensive guy. I don't know. We'll see. I think uh, the Broncos are interviewing the passing game coordinator from the Packers, which seemed like a, hey, Aaron, who do you want us to interview type of, <laughs> you know, uh, candidate. But we'll see. Uh, so, yeah, those are the vacancies, of course, as well as the Jags and Raiders who let their coaches go during the season. So every year we get about, you know, six to eight teams that are looking for new head coaches. And um, we'll see where some of these guys end up. I think the dudes that definitely get jobs – uh, I think Doug Peterson is going to get a job this round. I still think the Jags are going to go with Byron Leftwich. Mm. I think they want the feel-good story. They want to try to win back some goodwill. Shad Khan is not good at this, so I think yeah. he will make the wrong choice, even though it feels like the right choice because it's a sentimental pick. Yeah. So that's my prediction for the Jags. Um, and then, I don't know, man. There's always some surprising names that get plucked out each round, so... Those are the two that I feel pretty good about. Lane Kiffin. And Lane Kiffin. There you go. Like We know Lane <laughs> Kiffin's going to the Vikings. So. so were you pleased? Were you pleased with all the carnage? I, I, I liked it. I wanted Joe Judge to go. That was the one I was like, get this doofus yeah, the hell out of here. He needed and, to go. And here's the thing. It's like I don't take, like, I do take a little bit of pleasure when people like Joe Judge get fired because they don't. The, the thing with me is there are thir- these are 32. There are 32 big boy chairs. Mm-hmm. This is, top to bottom, the most prestigious job in American professional sports. Now, I'm not saying, like, the Falcons' job is more important than the Lakers' head coach or the Yankees' head coach, but just top to bottom, this collection of 32 jobs, it's the most prestigious job title you can have in American sports. There's, like, 335 million people in America. So let's just say there's, like, 100 million people over the age of 21 that could do this job 32 jobs 32 jobs we shouldn't have no doofuses <laughs> no people putting a pencil behind their ear when they have a laminated play sheet no people openly admitting to tampering or running third and nine qb sneaks like nobody giving a girl oil change at <laughs> a sports bar when your wife is watching your grandkids 
None of this. We yeah. should not have this. <laughs> like, I just, I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, 32 jobs. We got to get these idiots out of here. And they just keep on, you know, rehiring them back after I know. a few years. It's really. Go. It's just the weirdest. Yeah. Like, Urban Meyer will sneak back in oh, at yeah. some point. You just wait. Yeah. Joe Judge will be. I think, I think Urban Meyer is actually done. It right. seems like there's nowhere <laughs> left. No, here's what I'm telling you right now. Just wait. It's going to happen. XFL, USFL, they need a little pop. They need a little you spice. Think so? I think they might. Man, I would just go to my hole if I was urban. Just yeah, go away. Just go away. But that's the thing. He kind of, he craves this. Like, he wants I guess. this. I guess. And they'll probably be, like, I mean, think about, shoot. I mean, it wasn't to the degree because he wasn't an NFL coach, but Old coach from Western uh, that ended up coaching Louisville. Petrino. Yeah, Bobby Petrino. Crashed yeah. his motorcycle with a co-ed on the back. Had the famous press conference with, like, the neck brace on and the yeah. road rash on his face. He got another shot. That's right. Kept moving up. So I, I could see Urban going to, like, a, you know, yeah. low-tier Iona type of thing and rebuilding his career and slowly working his way back up. I hope that doesn't happen. He's a piece of shit, and he needs to just go <laughs> – Go out of the spotlight for the rest of his life and go spend some time with them grandkids, Urban. That's right. You owe your wife that much. All right, Addie. Speaking of disappointment all the way around, the Colts suffered probably the most humiliating, embarrassing loss of their tenure in Indianapolis. And this is not an exaggeration. I have not heard from Connor since Sunday. <laughs> I've not talked to him. I've not put eyes on him. I don't know that he's okay. Yeah, I um I reached out tried to get him to come on the pod and he's he's not really been very talkative. Did he text you back? He did text me back. Okay. After I sent him some some uh the voice memos, the voice text. Okay, that always helps. Yeah. Um asked how he was holding up and and yeah, a few days two days later he did respond. Well, that's let me good. let's read it. Let's read it. What let's did read he it. Let's say? Go. It's good. As it's long good, as it's not R-rated. No, no, it's a good it's a it's a great Connor message. So, uh, um Let's see here. Yeah, what is what is Connor actually saved as in your phone? Uh, Connie. Connie. All right, so I said, how are you holding up, Connie? He said, never been more pissed about a loss. Can't even talk about it. Disgusted. Worst <laughs> loss in franchise history. Yep. Not a soul showed up to play. Nope. Me, you, and Josh would start... Uh, would start for Indy that day and do better. Pathetic, period. I, well, I would have died. I would have given a valiant effort and been crushed like a bug. But, yeah, I would have probably shown up with more heart. Yeah. So, that is, I mean, what are y'all doing? Go Get to it. Yeah, there's so much blame to go around. I think, in order, I would go offensive line just got dominated. Like, even our stalwarts, like Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith, who just got extended, got blown up. So I really can't put as much of it on Wentz or Jonathan Taylor because the line was terrible. Uh, the defense got run all over. They got embarrassed. This is a team with multiple pro bowlers on it. And then the coaches. The coaches did nothing to give this team an advantage, a spark, anything. So that's how I would assign blame in this. Um there's just no excuse for it. I mean, it's a nightmare scenario. I was telling, talking to a friend of ours, I was like, every team throughout a season has just a stinker, a clunker of a game where they just don't show up, everything goes wrong, 
And it's like they didn't get it off the bus. You hope that happens in week six. Yeah. Not in week 18 in a win and end game against a two and, you know, 14 operation that just lost 50 to 10 the previous week. I know. Jeez. They're just, it defies logic. It defies explanation. It was just one of those. When I tell you what, I, I tweeted this at Nate Tice. I said when Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence had the snap that was, he tipped it up and had to catch it and then uh-huh. spun around because the guy was breathing down his neck and then lobbed this beautiful touch, drop it in the bucket pass in the back of the end zone, touchdown, I knew it was over. I was like, I told I told Allie, I was like, I'm going to get Starbucks. As soon as that pass happened, I was like, I'll see you later. I was out the door. I was just like, this game's over. <laughs> There's no way. There is no way we are coming back. There's sometimes you just know. Yeah. So You didn't watch it with your family, did you? No, I stayed home. I was like... I, just in case this thing goes sideways, I don't want to be anywhere near. I would have. I was very curious on how Connie was. Yeah, I'm sure it was not good. Hope, uh, hope everything's okay at home. <laughs> yeah, hopefully Connie's okay. So, post mortem on this team, I said I was. I was actually pretty close. I went back and looked at my prediction I put on Twitter right before the season started. I said eight and nine, miss the playoffs. Wentz will miss two games mm. because of COVID. They went nine and eight, missed the playoffs, and Wentz would have missed one game had they not changed the COVID protocols the day he hit the list. That's important to note. They changed the protocols a day later. It's true. Things may have gone differently. And so I was pretty close in 2020 as well. I said 11 win ceiling, first round playoff exit, middle of the road offense, all those things. Weirdly, as I've detached myself from the Colts more and more post Andrew Luck retirement, which gosh, seeing him on the, the college championship last night i know man that's a y'all had like a rough it was a stretch just a painful gut wiener punch combo of a sunday and monday night but i've had a weird kind of handle on this team so i'm gonna look into the crystal ball for 2022 and it's not pretty i'm just gonna tell you right now my prognosis here is not pretty the storyline already is it will continue to be carson wentz i really think this year was about programming the bad out of his brain, right? Bad footwork, bad mechanics, bad decision-making, bad pocket awareness. It all needed to go, and it pretty much did. You know, the turnovers were down. He still had some stupid underhanded or left-handed throws as he's getting sacked. So there's still a little bit of work to do there. So 2022, this is truly his chance. Like the reclamation project has begun with Carson Wentz under Frank Reich. You got a full off season, hopefully a healthy training camp. But I just have a feeling, a hunch that we will be right back in this same spot at the end of 2022. We'll be facing a Carson Wentz or Frank Reich has to go scenario after the Colts miss the playoffs again. And I think it'll be Carson Wentz who gets let go. Keep in mind, Carson Wentz, no dead money on his deal in 2023. They can cut him for nothing. Frank Reich just signed a contract extension through 2026. And I think stumping for Wentz will go down as a blemish on his tenure if it does go sideways next year. But I think he'll survive this if the situation fails. That's the scenario. They're not getting rid of Carson Wentz, people. He will be their quarterback in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. But, man, what a a bad spot to be in there. Just because we know what Wentz is. He's an average quarterback, and he's – uh, extremely incon- inconsistent. I mean, we saw it all year. He has those games. You're like, wait, is this guy 
Is he pretty good? Is he maybe a top 12 guy? And then next week he looks like, you know, one he looks of the like an anchor five worst. Yeah, anchor around your neck dragging your team out of the playoffs. So, I just don't see that stuff getting any better. Um this was this was really a perfect situation for him. Also, did you see the stuff where TY Hilton was liking the someone um shared that meme of uh X the X-Man the X-Men. Oh, with, with the Wolverine? The, yeah, Wolverine with the... Looking at a picture of Luck, probably? Yes. Yeah. And it was liked by T.Y. Hilton. I'm sure he misses Luck. I think I think Hilton's going to retire. I think Jack Doyle's going to retire. T.Y. Hilton, is he going to retire? He should just go somewhere. He still has... I think he still has, uh, you know... No, I don't... I don't. Some left in the tank. He I was, think it's an Andre Johnson situation. Really? I think it's. I think it's over. It's a shame. So, yeah, that's... Um, and here's the worst part, too. Because you look at wins and you know, at best, maybe he's a top, like, 14, 15th overall quarterback, at mm-hmm. best. Like, that, I think that's truly his ceiling. Which, that's fine. That's better than that. half the yeah. league. The gut punch of this, though, is that we gave the Eagles yes. a first-round pick, and they're in the playoffs with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. And the Colts are at home with Carson Wentz. Yeah. So, if you want to know who won this trade... It was the Eagles. Oh, yeah. That's been pretty pretty well decided at this point. If the Eagles had flamed out and gone like, you know, 4-13 and 13, and Jalen Hurts is an absolute mess, maybe you don't feel as strongly about it. But Hurts looks pretty good. The team's in the playoffs. They've got an extra first-round pick. The Colts are sitting here after missing the playoffs and with it, wins questions. I have to wonder if that doesn't just like – I mean, that is a – just devastating loss to end the year. I mean, you have to wonder if that doesn't have some like hangover effects. To, I mean, even you know, even in the next year, that just that's just not great. No, it's not. And and the, you know, the AFC is going to get better. I mean, there, there's the you know, um, Herbert's going to keep getting better. Trevor Lawrence is going to get better. Lawrence Burrow, Deshaun Watson. We'll Watson see what, will be what happens back. with him. He'll be back in the mix. I mean. The window really was probably this year. This was Mahomes, it. Josh Allen, none of the those guys yeah. aren't getting worse. I mean, um, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Patriots, exactly right. Like they're looming. Yeah, it's it's not looking good for you guys. No, you you might as well go ahead and and get going on the search now because uh, you're just gonna waste another year of this. Yep, I think 2023. Hopefully, we can maybe land one of those quarterbacks. Um, you know, whatever we got to do if we know Wentz no is not No first-round pick this year? Nope. Damn. That was the Wentz trade. That sucks so yep. bad. So, I don't know. I think we ride with Wentz in 2022, try to see if we can get a guy in the first round, maybe in 2023, if it doesn't work out. So, hopefully it does. My gut tells me that it won't, and we'll be on the on the search for a new quarterback in 2023. But that was the Colts post-mortem. Addy, let's take a break to hear from our friends at Manscaped. And when we come back, we will talk a little bit about some playoff IDP rankings. So y'all don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. 
How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code IDPSHOW for 20% off plus free shipping. It's New Year, New Me with the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming. This year, take your package to the next level with their Performance Package 4.0 and brand-new Ultra Premium Body Wash. Ultra and Premium, folks, that's how you know it's really, really good. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The Advanced Skin Safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also comes equipped with a 4000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land 2022 looks to be. A grooming routine isn't complete without applying Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver before showing off your 2022 self. These unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body and are a big boost to your confidence into the new year. To complete the set, Manscaped threw in their Shed Travel Bag and anti-chafing boxer briefs as free gifts to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. And the new product that needs no introduction, the Ultra Premium Body Wash from Manscaped, solves all three for the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine. But in the shower, I shower every day, and I hope you do too. This body wash smells great too. It's cologne infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice and moisturized kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job whether your resolution is to work out more or travel to new places be sure to travel to manscaped.com for our exclusive offer of 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code idp show cheers to new balls in 2022 get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code IDPSHOW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code IDPSHOW. It's new year, no pubes in 2022 with Manscaped. Welcome back in to the IDP show. Of course, that is Sugar Daisy. Addie, I have loved seeing the folks on Twitter respond to us using the music on the pod. People like it. That guy you retweeted that said they played Sugar Daisy on the pod and now I can't stop listening to him. That's how it goes. That was pretty cool. That's usually the story of Sugar Daisy. Yeah, you just need to hear the the music and then you're... uh, You're in. You're sucked in. Yep. It's like you just... You just need that exposure. Mm-hmm. I think with a lot of artists, that's really all that's missing. It's not the quality of the work. It's not the consistency with which they put it out. It's just awareness exactly. and exposure. That's, that's it. That's a lot of it. And and what we do as well, you know, there's just so many people out there creating guts. Like, that's life these days. Just Everyone's, give us a shot. Yeah. You just need to get some eyeballs and people just to give you a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the case with Sugar Daisy. That's what we've always said. We don't want this podcast just to be 
a vehicle for IDP information. Mm-hmm. We want it to be a part of people's routine. We want them to look forward to that thing they do when they're listening to their favorite podcast. Like, you know, I listen to pods while I'm doing the dishes or mowing the yard or driving packs to daycare. Like my favorite podcasts are part of my morning routine, part of my afternoon routine. And so that's what we want. That's what we want to do. And I think all you need sometimes is just to crack that door just a little bit. So we're happy to do it with Sugar Daisy. We're going to keep bringing y'all some more of their songs. Like Addie said, they had a new release here. We're going to pull some uh, some songs off. of Was that one Corporate Coconut that just dropped? Corporate Coconut, yeah. yeah. And the one we've been playing songs from is is uh, Corporate Strawberry. So, um, yeah, awesome band, awesome albums. Uh, looking forward to more music from them in the future. There we go. So, speaking of awesome, we have the IDP playoff rankings, Addie. And so what we're going to do on this episode, like I said, check out the idpshow.com. We've got an article up there with a link to Adam's full rankings, and we've tweeted that out as well. But we want to hit the highest scoring guys in each matchup for each team over the past four weeks. Talk about their points per game, their snap percentage, and then we're going to pick some winners. So this will hopefully give you an idea of like where we would lean on one team versus another, which players we like, which teams we like, because that's important to consider as well, who could give you more than just one game. So let's start with the early game on Saturday, Raiders at Bengals. The Raiders' top points per game scores the last four weeks. Triple X, Max Crosby, 18.5 points per game. Brandon Faison, 14.3 points per game. Nate Hobbs, 10.63 points per game. And then Denzel Perryman, who fell off a little bit uh, with 9.42 points per game. So the snap counts there, pretty healthy for these guys. Uh, Max Crosby playing 81% of snaps. Face on 65. Hobbs, 84. And Perryman, 82. So... Of these four guys, Addy, I think the prettiest girl at the dance, is it Max Crosby for you on the Raiders? I think it's still going to be Denzel Perryman. Perryman? Yeah, just because of the consistency. I mean, (laughs) you look at Max Crosby. This is so fitting for Max Crosby. The week, his best week of the year (laughs) was week 18. The the, the Unless you were in the IDP Hunger Games. Right. That was, uh, he wasn't doing you any favors. That was useful for nobody. Probably wasn't on a lot of rosters that yeah. made it to that point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the 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 the, week, the three weeks before that, it was three point two five, seventeen point four five in week sixteen, and then five points in week fifteen. So yeah, that's that's what Max Crosby's done all year. He's been extremely frustrating. You know, grading like uh, one of the best players in the league on 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 uh, PFF and all the advanced metrics look fantastic, but. As far as uh, fantasy football, he has been extremely inconsistent. Probably the most frustrating player to roster. Yeah, in IDP. But yeah, I mean, th- for me, it, it would it would be um, Dindo Perryman for the consistency in the tackles, and then Max Crosby, and then probably Divine Diablo, who's going to have a bigger role with no Jonathan Abram out there. Um, yeah, it's important to note uh, Abram did have shoulder surgery; he is out for the season. Yes. Um, but, you know, I do like, I mean, like we mentioned earlier, the Raiders are hot. They could easily sneak up on a team that is that is not very uh, experienced in the Bengals. So um, that's one of those sneaky, like, you know, last round, if you're struggling to find uh, some IDPs, 
I mean, you can do worse than maybe selecting Denzel Perryman and getting two games out of him. That's right. Um, that could be 30 tackles for him. Let's talk about the Bengals because, uh, yeah, this game is a coin flip to me. So, Jermaine Pratt, 13.8 points per game. Jadobi Awuzie, 13.3. Trey Hendrickson, 12.38. And Von Bell, 12.17. Snaps for those guys, 100 for Pratt. Uh, Awuzie, 90%. Hendrickson, 75. And Von Bell, 98%. So, good snap shares across the board. Uh, who did you roll out as your top option for the Bengals? Was that Logan Wilson? Logan Wilson. So yeah. that's yeah, that's something to keep in mind here. Jermaine Pratt's gonna, you know, he's he's looking good as far as points per game over the last four weeks, but that is a lot a large part because Logan Wilson was missing time. So Logan Wilson's back in the fold now. He's back to seeing 100 percent of the snaps. Jermaine Pratt's moved more into that 60 to 70 percent of the snap role, um, but still a fine option if you believe in the Bengals. Again, I I think that you know. They obviously have have a uh, pretty good shot to get two games, um, but yeah, I, I think I would go Logan Wilson, and then I would uh, someone else that's not on this list that I think deserves mention is is obviously Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates, yep. Um, that's I would probably go Logan Wilson, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, and then Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, the two widest yes. DNs in the league. Yes. All right, so who wins this game, Addy? Give me a pick. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Um, it's going to be close though, and it's going to be it's going to be super cold. Um, with it being cold, it makes me kind of want to go with the Raiders Here's, because they've been running the ball pretty well lately. I think the logical choice is the Bengals. I think this is the definitely the better team. Mm-hmm. They have by far the better quarterback. Cars played well, but uh, Joe Burrow has played out of his mind mm-hmm. near the end of the season, like earning MVP buzz type of level of play, yeah. but. In honor of the late, great Chris Wessling, who always used to celebrate what they called West of Us, which was the Bengals playing in the opening round of the playoffs, that uh. first game, that Saturday afternoon game, he would always celebrate what was called West of Us, which is where he brought everyone over to his house to watch the Bengals inevitably collapse in that first playoff game. Remember they would lose like the Texans or something. Just random, random games. Feel like they play the Texans every year. Yes, in the first playoff game of the season. So I'm going to go with the Raiders in honor of Chris Wessling and West of Us. This just feels like we could start off the super wild card weekend with an upset. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, I think that'll be that. That was one of the you know toss ups. I think of the weekend. Um, We'll get to a few of the other ones, of course. But yeah. yeah. So, you going sticking with Bengals? I'm going to go with the Bengals. All right. So, I'm going to go with Raiders on that one, and I do agree. I think for that safe, consistent floor, I'm not grabbing this guy, like Addy said, as one of my top picks in the IDP side, but Denzel Perryman as a late dart throw could be a good choice, could get you a couple games. Patriots at Bills, the night game, the top-scoring patch, J.C. Jackson, 11.8, Adrian Phillips, 10.25, Kyle Duggar, 10 points per game, and Kyle Van Noy at 9.4. Snaps, J.C. Jackson, 92%. Adrian Phillips, 81. Duggar, 57. Kyle Van Noy, 91. What's going on with Kyle Duggar getting the snaps cut back? Is that uh, with Adrian Phillips maybe moving up a little bit in snaps, or has Duggar been hurt and I'm not aware of this? Duggar has been hurt. Okay. He, he's got a questionable tag right now. He missed okay. last week, actually. Good to know. Um. 
so yeah, I, I think he'll be fine. Now, Duggar's dynasty value did maybe take a slight hit with them re-signing Adrian Phillips. I was going to ask about that. Phillips got the contract extension. Yeah, that's not great there for Duggar, but I mean, whatever. They he's he's been great this year. It hadn't really affected him, but um, but yeah, just a slight little ding, not much. Kyle Duggar still is a, a top ten dynasty safety for you. All right, so Bills top points per game scores Ed Oliver. Nice to see Ed Oliver been back. Pretty solid lately. Pretty really good, solid. Pretty good log too. Six and a half, seventeen point one, fourteen point four, and twenty four point eight five for an average of fifteen point seven one points per game on sixty one percent of snaps. Micah Hyde, there he is, just keeps doing the damn thing. Twelve point two points per game on ninety seven percent of snaps. Old Greg Gregory Russo, eleven point seven four on forty eight percent of snaps, and Teron Johnson, one of our old favorites. This was the guy that I, I pretty much knew once I saw what he was doing. I think it was last year in the fantasy playoff league. I was like, that bastard, Markham, just pulled the wool over our eyes, sure. snagged Teron Johnson, and took – you won it last year, didn't you? Yeah, well, he he had like uh, – he was like one of the top five scorers. Yes. Because he, he had a big old pick six, I think. Yes, that was why I was like, this This is how he wins it. He wins it with guys like Teron Johnson. That's right. That's why you need to be listening. 10.68 points per game on 89% of snaps did not play in week 18. So, Addy, who do you like between the Bills and the Patriots? Um, I like the Bills. I do too. Other guys we got to mention, of course, we didn't mention uh, Jordan Poyer. Who, yep. In my opinion, is like uh, I think he is the first Bill you need to select. Um, if you're going Bills, not Matt Milano. Not Matt Milano. He would he would probably be second. Okay. And then uh, Micah does, Hyde. Yeah. Where does Hyde fall? Probably right after Milano. Okay. And then I'd go Tremaine. Okay. After that. Um. But yeah, I, th- I think the Bills. I think the Bills win this one. Um, unfortunate for the Pats. I think that had they been matched up with the Bengals, I think they. I think they beat the Bengals. But Bills is going to be tough. Bills have been playing pretty well lately. Yes, they've definitely turned it around since that weird kind of lake the, effect snow. And the Pats really. Ha- I mean, you know, outside of the Jacksonville game, they've not really had that. They've strong been fine. Finish. They've overachieved. They've been fine. Yeah, but I feel like there was a buzz like. Five or six week, weeks ago, like, oh, could this team? Is this the best team in the league? Yeah. Is it going to be, uh, yeah, Pat's Bucks in yeah, the Super exactly. Bowl? <laughs> yes, Tom's Revenge. <laughs> no, I, I think this team, as if you're a Pat's fan, you're thrilled because I don't think any, uh, yeah. I don't think a lot of Pat's fans were penciling in a playoff appearance this year. I thought, I, I think they thought the team would be good, but you know, what are they? The uh, the four seed? No, I'm sorry, the six seed. That's a, you know, wild card team. That's pretty good. Yep. So I think a lot of Pats fans would sign up for that. So, yeah, I'm probably not. I, I don't I, I don't draft Patriots as a rule, but I also there just have never really been great IDP options from the Pats. Plus, I think they're going to lose this game. So I'm not drafting any Patriots, even if I didn't have that rule. Exactly. Yeah, me neither. Any interest in Ed Oliver at all? Yeah, some, Dude has been super solid. Yeah, he's fine. I, I he's on the uh, he's on my top options list. Um, but yeah, especially over those last three games. Yeah, he's he's been great. 
All right, well, let's move to the Sunday games here, Addy. Why don't you kick us off with the uh, 7-2 matchup, the Eagles at Buccaneers kicking off at noon. That's going to be a great day of football. Yes, it will be. Yeah, so the Eagles' top points per game scores the last four weeks. Alex Singleton averaging 18.3 points per game. He is playing 82% of the snaps. Um, Fletcher Cox, 16.28 points per game. He's playing 69% of the snaps. Nice. Love to see wow. that for Cox. This is great for Cox. Yeah. Josh Sweat, 16 points per game. Love to see that. Uh, 56% of the snaps. He did not play in week 18. Uh, but, yeah, two and a half sacks his last two games. Very nice for Josh Sweat. TJ Edwards, 15.5 points per game. Played 96% of the snaps um, in that stretch. Did not play in week 18. Um, moving over to the Buccaneers, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. He's averaging 16.3 points per game. Love to see this. Winfield's been playing really well. He's, as been, playing, he's been great. He's been good this whole year, honestly. 97% of the snaps did not play weeks 15 or 16. Uh, Shaq Barrett, he's averaging 13.65 points per game over the last four, but he did not play week 17 or 18. Activated um, off the COVID list, I saw. Activated off the COVID list. Remember, he did miss because he sprained his, I think it was ACL and MCL. Um, I thought he was done. I did too. I didn't think he was coming back this season. I did too. So this was surprising. Now, he's off the COVID list. Is the knee? The knee's fine. I mean, it seems like he's questionable. Okay. He's, I think he's, you know, practicing. Co- and he, He's going to play. He's going to play. He's going to play. Yep. Um, especially, I think uh, JPP is also hobbled. So, I mean, they, they really do need They need care. the help. Um, Levante David also out. They're wide receivers. Or I guess David's questionable still too, but he's he's hobbled. Um, Jordan Whitehead, a guy that's been playing great as of late. He's averaging 13.5 points per game over his last four. He's playing 89% of the snaps. That's a nice-looking log. 11.5, 27.5, and 10.5. Yeah, he's been really good. Nice little log. Uh, Carlton Davis, 9.25 points per game. He's playing 93% of the snaps. Um, he is the top corner option there for the Bucks. Some guys I didn't mention though. Um, the let's see here. Vita Vea got a new contract. Vita Vea got very paid. well deserved. Um, Sean Murphy Bunting, another corner option there. Um, Levante David, we're gonna have to see what what what's what's his status is. He has if he gets if he plays, are you interested? Like. It will say he's cleared to play before we have our draft yes. on Friday. Yes, 100%. Are you taking him with confidence? I think so. And I, and you'll get a discount on him too. That's true. Um this this Bucks team is a squad just because of Tom Brady. Uh they brought the core back. I think you get at least two games out of the Bucks. Yeah. Are they my favorite in the NFC? No, probably not. But they are the team at the top of the list of least surprising Super Bowl teams because we just saw them do it and it's the exact same team now i feel better probably about like the packers maybe the rams maybe the cowboys but the bucks are certainly right there in that group that i could see making the super bowl tampa bay would get dallas if both of those teams teams advance boy what a what a fireworks show that would be be good be a Tampa Bay. So you think Bucks? This is the one game I feel the best about. There is just no world in which the Bucks are losing to the Eagles. Right. Exactly. I cannot I, see this happening. I um, although you know, I mean, we saw it kind of last year with the uh, 
remember Tampa Bay and Washington? They just start, yeah, they just started. That is true. And Tampa Bay is kind of reeling after. The, I mean, they uh, are banged up. They're banged up, and they just had a weird end of the year with the AB stuff and all that. Um, but I will yeah. say the Washington football team is just a weirdly bad matchup for the Bucks. Yeah. So I don't know if that's like a the Bucks are kind of shaking the wild card round narrative or. The Bucks just struggle against the Washington football team narrative. Bucks just didn't finish the season the way you wanted. No, to. you can also remember that New Orleans game that was recent too, and they got just dominated. Yep. Um, but as yeah. we know, Chauncey Gardner Deuce Johnson. That's right. That was just that game. mean mugging Tom Brady. That was from that game. But yeah, I'm not touching any Philly options, even if you know if they do win and you get two games, congrats. But I'm not. I'm not gonna put any faith in that yeah i'm not taking any pats i'm not taking any eagles i'm not taking any steelers no thank you yeah that's those are the yeah my bottom four steelers raiders pats eagles and 49ers honestly i'm a little interested in just because we'll get to it i guess yeah i was gonna say it's the next game probably the best game of the weekend is 49ers at cowboys 330 central time kickoff 49ers top scores the past four weeks. Emmanuel Mosley, 17 points per game, 100% of snaps. Fred Warner, 17, I'm sorry, 16.75 on 100% of snaps. Mm. Eric Armstead, back from the dead here, 15.61 points per game on 79% of snaps. And don't forget about Dre Greenlaw, 13.5 points per game on 97% of snaps. DNP, Weeks 15 through 17. Yeah, so maybe, basically, he turned in a 13.5-point performance in week 18. Yeah, maybe forget about Dre. Maybe forget about him a little bit. Because, I mean, Aziz Alshier is also due back, I believe. I think he's questionable right now, but I think that's why you've kind of seen uh, – I think that's why you saw him ball out in week 18. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That was – I'm looking at Ar- Armstead's. He had 13.5. He had 12 tackles against yeah, the Rams. wasn't bad. Solid, but um, – I think it's I think it's Al Alshier's spot there. But what what cultural touchstone can we reference with Alshier? It's true. It doesn't fit the narrative, Addy. It's very true. We just need someone to make a "Don't Forget About Alshier" song. <laughs> that's that's what really is missing here. Let's hit Sugar the, Daisy. Yeah, Sugar Daisy. Get him on the horn. We get, we're in their ear now. Um, so let's hit the Cowboys' top options as well. D Law minus the. Soul crushing disappointment. Of yeah, three quarters 17. of a point in Week 17 Championship Week has been averaging 18.48 points per game on 53% of snaps. Trayvon Diggs. This was Johnny's uh, MVP vote for corner in the episode that he and John did together. Go check that out. It's the Big Nickel Season One and a Half finale that dropped last week. Uh, make my way through that one. Really enjoying it. Always love when John and Johnny get together to talk IDP. But Trayvon Diggs, 12.92 points per game on 93% of snaps. Dorrance Armstrong, 12.58 points per game on 58%. And then Micah Parsons, 11.58 on 81% of snaps, did not play in Week 18. So, Addy, what's your gut on this game? I've gone back and forth. I think ultimately I'm coming down on the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I think the Cowboys... Should win. Better quarterback, better defense, I think, overall. But better coaching, yes. definitely for San Francisco. Yeah, so, it's, um, it's yeah, it's one of those deals where it's like, I mean, yes, I think 
the I think Dallas is a better team, but I mean, we know how Dallas can do. They can blow some easy games or some games that they shouldn't, and uh, this has all the makings of it. You know, San Fran's one of those just scrappy teams that is is well. I mean, like you mentioned, they're just well coached. Yep. You know, and and they do have talent too. I mean, um, and they got some dogs: Debo Samuel, George Kittle, like. There's no one on Dallas that can match the physicality of those two those two guys, um, and even you know on defense they they got some studs. I mean they got yep. Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, um, Armstead's playing Armstead's well. been playing well. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean Arden Key's been playing well as of late. They've they've got a they've got a fun team. Um, yeah, so I, I I'm that, that's a, that's a tough game. I mean, I, do you pick any Cowboys or 49ers just because the game is such a coin flip? That's why I had a hard time with like Micah Parsons Man, and those guys. Because like I'd love that. to take Micah Parsons. Totally. I think you know he could be this Dallas team. Could they make a run to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Yep. They but could also get God, beat this it, opening round. With, yes, and you lose. Probably one of your higher draft picks right off the top. Yes, it's tough. I don't know, man. They this game me. is such a coin flip. I don't know that I could. Maybe if Parsons is sitting out there like as your 24th pick or something, yes, that's what I'm going right. with. You know, but I just don't think I could spend a I – don't, I don't want to make him like my second or third IDP pick. Yeah. As much as we love Parsons, and he could absolutely put up like a 40-burger in round one. I'm just avoiding the Cowboys. I think that's probably the way to go. And if and honestly, I don't I similar to uh the Pyramid move in, in Vegas. I'm I'm okay taking maybe a Fred Warner or Nick Bosa in the very last round. Exactly. If I if no one else has touched these guys And they then, won't. Those guys are gonna go undrafted for the most part, I think. Yes. If you if you see potential, that would be the one thing I think you could cherry pick is like I see blow up potential from a guy even if I get one game. I think he could do two games worth of scoring in that one. That's game. the argument for TJ Watt. Like I yes. have, have TJ yes. Watt ranked, even though we don't think they're going to advance at all. We don't think they have much of a chance. I do have TJ Watt ranked in the top because he could 60. go for fifty. Because exactly, he could get fifty, which is what you know better than most people's entire playoffs. entire playoffs. Exactly. So let's get to He's that. He's like game. one of the few people. You know, him and Nick Bosa are the one of the few candidates for that. Yes, the cherry pick late edition because they could go absolutely nuclear. Yes. So Chiefs hosting the Steelers at seven fifteen Central kickoff. No surprise. The top scorer for the Steelers, TJ Watt, twenty eight point three five points per game on seventy six percent of snaps. Chris Wormley. Chris Wormley. Good for you, Chris. 18.73 points on 75% of snaps. Looks like he had a DNP week 16 and 17, but week 15, 16.5, and week 18, 20 points. Good this year. Played well. Cam Hayward, we know he, I mean, look at this log. Yeah. Cam Hayward, that is just such a man sized log right there. 10.5, 16.4, 25.1, and 20.7. He's been awesome. 18.18 points per game on 82% of snaps. And then our boy Evan Ronda's favorite stealer, Alex Highsmith, 15.6 points per game on 84% of snaps. A little bit up and down, 7, 15.75, 33.15, and 6.5 in week 18. Chiefs top options, Addy. Who are we looking at here from Kansas City? Mr. Nick Bolton averaging 19.2 points per game. Uh, just playing 61% of the snaps, though. Did not play in week 
16. Um, Traverius Ward, he's averaging 14 points per game, averaging 88% of the snaps. Uh, Chris Jones, 10.65 points per game. He is playing 66% of the snaps. Um, Did not play in week 15. Uh, Anthony Hitchens, he's averaging 10.25 points per game, and he is playing 67% of the snaps. Do you want anybody from the Chiefs? Yes, I do. You want Honey Badger? I want Honey Badger. Who we, did we mention him here? Well, I just this is top scores. So right. No, he did so, not. Yeah. Qualify. So yeah, I want Honey Badger just because I think we're going to get you know at least two games, uh, likely three. I, I feel like Kansas City is going to advance. Um, uh, and then Legarius Need, of course, I want him. So you take him even in just a DB spot. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's I mean, how we have this set up. We have DB. We do not break it out by safety or cornerback. Yes. I mean, remember, Legereus needs 76 tackles this year. Um, that's the same amount as Honey Badger. And, and you're 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 going to probably load up on guys from the Chiefs. I'm going to load up on Chiefs. Is this your AFC pick that yeah. your AFC horse that you're going to ride? I'm going to load up on Chiefs and Bills because both those two teams I think are guaranteed two games, and one of them is going to get. Three. And they're both okay. playing in the f- opening round, too. Yes, That's why the Packers aren't as appealing because exactly right. they, you lose that first round. Exactly Even right. Even though they have probably the best chance to go to the Super Bowl, yeah, I don't know. It just makes me a little nervous not to get yep. at least one guaranteed game uh, You know, this week. Of course, you get the game the next round, but yep. I don't know, man. Losing that week hurts. So that's why I like those two uh, the most in the AFC. Um, but, yeah. Honey Badger, Legarius Sneed, uh, even Juan Thornhill, I think, is interesting. And, and also Frank Clark and, and Melvin Ingram. I mean, both those guys, solid vets. Uh, Frank Clark does seem to turn up at this time of the year. Um, only had four and a half sacks on the season, so I can understand fading him. But um, weird things happen in the playoffs. The the guys that, you know, you, you forget about um, and, and ignore, they – they uh they seem to do like it seems like vets just just kind of shine. This a is their bit. time yeah. of year. Yeah. So um probably a good we'll see. probably a good excuse then to fade Parsons even more is because yeah. you're right. This is the time of year, especially those guys that have been to the playoffs before. They're not gonna get the stars in their eyes. You know the moment's not gonna be too big for them. They're not gonna piss down their leg. Um. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I'm probably not going to select Nick Bolton, who is the tackle leader for the Chiefs. I was surprised. He put up 112 tackles this year. I was going to say, are you touching I'm probably any of not these Chiefs linebackers? Because, I mean, like we mentioned with the last four weeks, I mean, Bolton still has only played 61% of the snaps. Uh, that's kind of been the case. The snaps are just all up and down. Yeah, you look at week 15, 79 snaps, and then 17 and 18, we got 27 and 24. Yeah, I just can't trust that. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to just probably not select him, but there's still tons of good options for Kansas city, even without uh, grabbing their main tackle leader. Yeah. I guess if maybe you just feel a hundred percent convinced the chiefs are going to the super bowl. Yeah. You can grab Nick Bolton. Even Willie gay is fine. Yes. Anthony Hitchens. Again, all these guys are useful. I think they, they're all going to probably get playing time, right? Just because that's what they've done. All it's year. like, if you wanted to truly, the chiefs are probably the team to do it with. They're like a super linebacker. They have three linebackers that are, that equal, like, you know, it equal, like one stud. Yes. One. Yes. Uh, Roquan Smith, Darius Leonard type yes. stud. But I think if you were going to load up on a team, probably the chiefs, because you mm-hmm. get that extra game. Yes. You know, you could say the Packers, but even if they go, you get one less game. 
So and they're going to have harder competition, I think, mm-hmm. in the NFC. Yep. Yeah, because the NFC. Um, I mean, they're going to have the first game. I think they they won't have much problem with. They're going to what probably play the Rams or the Cardinals. Yep. They could. They should be able to get through them. I would think. Um, but that next game is going to be guaranteed tough. Yep. You know, unless um, the Eagles somehow upset unless the, the Bucks. Eagles. Right. Yeah. So let's move to the final game, and this is the ESPN game on Monday night. Cardinals at the Rams, seven fifteen Central kickoff. Cardinals top scorers, Buda Baker, still doing it. Had a little bit of a down week in week 18, but averaging 16.5 points per game on 99% of snaps. Jalen Thompson went for 12.76 points per game on 94% of snaps. Chandler Jones, 12.23 on 88% of snaps. And finally, Isaiah Simmons, one of our favorites, 11.25 points per game on 87% 87% of snaps. Been very solid these last four weeks. 11 and a half, 8 and a half, 15 and a half, and 9 and a half points. Rams points per game leaders the last four weeks. Aaron Donald. Bless you, Addy. Sorry. Potential depoy. We will see how that shakes out. Um, 19.58 points per game on 98% of snaps. Another great looking log. 18.85. 30.1, 17.1, and 12.25. Jalen Ramsey, 12.88 on 100% of snaps. Taylor Rapp, 12.38 on 96% of snaps. And rounding things out, Leonard Floyd on 9.76 points per game. I always get that confused if it's 6.7 or 7.6. My brain goes a little dyslexic there. 83% of snaps. This is, there are two games, I guess, like this in the NFC where Flip a coin. Yeah. I, I you could make a strong case for the cards or the Rams. I probably lean Rams here. Yeah. So similar to the Cowboys, I'm fine, you know, taking but geez, do you want anybody from that team? Like, do you feel great about anybody from the Rams except for Aaron Donald? No. I mean Yeah. I I just don't have confidence that they're gonna, you know. Put the Cardinals away. Um, Reader, no. J- Ernest Jones, is he healthy? We don't know. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's a great option if you if you start corners. He, he uh, since moving into that star role, um, he's put he put up seventy seven tackles this year. Do you do you want him though as a DB? I'd be fine with him. Honestly, I really would be. Um, he he was he was really useful this year. I think I would only go that route if I felt like the Rams are going to win this game. Yeah. Yeah, they're too risky for me. I just don't want any part of... Because of, you're going to have to take Aaron Donald way too high. Yep. Uh, the rest of them, you could probably get good values on them. The cards um, feel Troy like... Reader, I think, would be a nice yeah. nice option just because he's someone that's... Uh, Ernest Jones is... is uh, I think he had ankle surgery, so I don't think he's going to be available. So I think Troy Reader is going to... If you're looking for someone to suck up get tackles, you. get your reader. Um, and then Taylor Rapp... Now with no Jordan Fuller, he's he's fine. You know, he put up ninety four tackles and he had uh, four picks and a and one and a half sacks this year. So, um, he's he's solid in his own right too. So I think if you're looking for tackles on that team, I'd I'd go with uh, Taylor Rapp and Troy Reader because they'll be good values. You don't have to overpay for those guys. Yeah, I Von think, Miller also needs to be mentioned. He's yes. been kind of turning on as of late. I think the Cardinals, there's some nice IDP options. I know. I'd say the Cardinals actually have the nicer complement of IDP players, but 
unless I'm snagging them as like my 25th pick, you know, the last three or four picks of my draft. Right. I think the only ones in play for the Cardinals, unless you believe again, if you, if you believe and and there's a lot of people out there that do believe in the Cardinals. I, I think Sig has, uh, I think he is confident that the, um, that they are going to pull the upset. The Cardinals are going to beat Cardinals. Get you two games. He's that's what could he's, absolutely happen. And you know, if the Rams, they, they, uh, the offense did not look good. Stafford could throw three picks again and have a pick six, and the, I could see the Cards winning that. Absolutely, they did kind of end the year on a on a strong well, but, note. Yeah, uh, the Cards. I mean, they are banged up, but anyway, we know anything can happen in that matchup. So, let's move now to the buys. Uh, this is obviously the Tennessee Titans and the number. Still, so weird to say they're the number one overall seed. IDP options, though, not great in terms of the last four weeks. Danico Autry is the best option, scoring 11.85 points per game on 59% of snaps. David Long, 10. Zach Cunningham, 9.5. Amani Hooker, 8.78. Packers do have some decent options, though, Addy. Devontre Campbell, a lot of people's pick for IDP MVP, 17.55 points per game on 95% of snaps. Did not play week 18. Rashawn Gary, 14.44 on 67% of snaps. Razul Douglas, 11.93 points per game on 90% of snaps. And then Preston Smith, 10.86 on 70% of snaps. So I have to ask, are you taking, I'm not taking anyone from the Titans. I just, I, I just don't feel great about them giving us two games. I don't really care who they go up against. If it was maybe because the 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 they'll get Steelers the, are not pulling the upset. Yeah, so they'll get either what they'll get the Bengals or um yeah who will they play? Well, they'll the play. Chiefs are the two seed, so the, the Titans will get the lowest seed. So if we go back up to the top here, uh, it looks like the Bengals Raiders matchup from. Saturday was the 5-4 matchup. So so they'll get the winner of that game. They probably yes, they will. So that's the other a, one is so the that's 3-6. good. So I feel like they I feel like they should beat either one of those teams. Bengals will be tough, I guess. Bengals I don't I know. Can see, I don't know. Either one of those teams. I just be frisky, don't believe in the Titans as a number 1 seed. They they've won it, they've done it with all sorts of injuries. They're getting Henry back though, and he's got that a, he's is got another week of rest. I mean, Julio caught a touchdown. Julio caught a touchdown. AJ Brown gets a, a, a week of rest. I just can't do it, and it's yeah. not just my Colts fandom saying no to the Titans. I just can't imagine a world in which the Titans are playing in the divisional round. It also helps that the Titans really don't have a lot of sexy options, right? You got yeah, Kevin Byard. That's the bigger thing, too. Yeah, you got Kevin Byard, who I think is a, is a great option, but, he, but he's up and down. He's big play dependent at times. Um, David Long, a guy that is is was really good the first, like, 10 weeks, but then got hurt. Um, and he did get 100% of the snaps last week, so I, I am kind of confident in him. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Zach Cunningham. And then outside of that, Eh. Don't really want much of yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I I'm fine fading. If, even if I did feel better about the Titans making a Super Bowl run, who? Yeah. There's just not a lot of sexiness there. Yeah. You know. And then the Packers. Yeah. 
uh, Devondre Campbell is probably at the very top of the list for me yes. of like, not even maybe late dart throws. Like, no, he's on my overall ranks. I have Devondre Campbell as the second pick. Yeah, that makes sense because I think even losing the game, like it, Packers probably still wouldn't be my horse that I would pick. Um, probably be the Bucks. God, is it sad that we're just gonna? Probably load up for a Chiefs Bucks rematch. Let's see. So they won't play the they'll who will they play the next round? It would be Pats versus I'm sorry, the Packers versus the they'll play the winner of the four and five. Yep. So that would be Cowboys versus the Niners. No, that would be um Cowboys are three, aren't they? Yeah. They'll play Oh, they play the four five? They'll play Arizona. Arizona, or, yes. Or, Arizona or LA. Ver, yes, or LA. Which would be another rematch, right? Yeah, they, that was last year. Yeah, I think. Rams Packers. Yeah, I remember that one. Divisional round. Yeah, that'll be uh, Green Bay should handle them. Either one of those teams, Green Bay should handle. Yeah, especially gosh, that's Green a good Bay. point. If we're just shooting for two games, Packers are probably pretty safe. I think so. So yeah, I like Devondre Campbell. Man, Devondre Campbell, 146 tackles this year, average 15.3 points per game. Um, what a world we live in that we're like, yeah, Devondre Campbell's probably like the best pick I know. In, in a playoff fantasy league. It's crazy. He graded well on PFF too. I mean, he's going to, he's just had a great year. He'll get a shot next year. You think he'll be back with the Packers? I don't know. He, he, someone will give him a shot though. If he's, not the Packers, he'll get, he'll get another. Why would you not bring him back? Yeah, they should. I mean, I mean it's not like the Packers though. They never do that stuff. It's, it's not like he's just been an IDP smoke and mirror type of players where it's like, we know this guy's bad, but he's just racking up stats. Like he's actually been good, Mm -hmm. you know? So there you go, folks. IDP rankings for the NFL playoffs for 2022. Like I said, the IDP show.com check out the article. We have a template up there you can use. We also just found out today. MFL can do these leagues. Yep. Fan tracks can do these leagues as well. Yeah, so we're going to set it up. Once we get everything set up, we'll probably share the linkage and all that stuff and kind of show you what it looks like. Yep. But, yeah, that's what we would suggest. I mean, four to six of your buddies. Yep. That I think that's ideal for one of these leagues. I would say minimum four, mm-hmm. maximum seven, because you could go up to seven and everybody has two quarterbacks. Yep. You don't but really want to go past that. Someone's going to, you know, if you do seven – Someone's gonna get some bad quarterbacks. Yeah, and they're gonna be they're gonna be done not. immediately. Yeah, they're like, they're they're it's gonna be over with four teams. It feels like everyone's kind of in it until yep. at least like the Super Bowl. Yep, Everyone. four teams is four to five is like I think the right number for yeah. this. So but six is fun too. Again, it's just you know, it's just fun to have fantasy in the in the postseason. I agree. So there you go, folks. Hope you enjoyed this episode. So we have some really fun stuff coming up for you all. Addy, we landed, we, we, at least me, I always make a list of like dream guests at the beginning of the season. And, uh, yeah, not for me, Josh. Yeah. You're not doing careless, Josh. Couldn't care less. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you said you could kill us. Is that what you were going with there? Um, so we, I made my list. I was like, I'd love to get these guys on the show. We bagged, I bagged my number one dream guest, like, Five or six days into the new year, so you done it. Pretty stoked for that. Can't wait to share with you guys who we're gonna have on the pod. Hopeful to do that sometime in February. So look for our big time guest to drop sometime next month once the season is over. 
It's a big uh, guest. It truly is. Like maybe I, our biggest guest. We've had some pretty we've good had guests. Some big guests though. But um, this is there. one I'm really, really excited about, um, and hopeful to get the other big fish as well. I had two people on my board. I'm like, I want to get these two guys. Oh yeah, the other um, one. That's right. We we'll see how that one pans out. That tight. one that would be a huge get, especially for what we're wanting to bring him on for. So. Big things, as always. And we'll be announcing something here in the next month or so. I'd say around Super Bowl Sunday. Keep an eye out for a Big Tings announcement from the IDP show. We're very excited to share with you guys what we've been working on behind the scenes. We sent out some invites, Addy, for another Big Tings that we're working on. There's, you know, year three leap. I mean, time slows for no man at this point. Return with Sugar Daisy. Yes, exactly. That's the uh, the vocal stylings that you all don't get to hear that happens in the Soad Shack before and after episodes. They they want us for that. Yeah. I don't know why, yeah. but they do. They they can tell that we're stars. They know. They can tell that we're stars? Oh, yeah. You sure about that? Oh, yeah. Okay. I could sense it in their faces. You're a star. I am. You're a star. Hey, I wanted to give a quick shout-out as we wrap up here, Addy, to our Hunger Games winner, Brian Williams, a.k.a. Teddy Sprinkles. Love to see it. It's going on the trophy. He's like, is my team name? Yes, your team name is going on the trophy, Brian. Has to. From District 2, so that was Evan's district, so shout-out. Adam's district, bro. That's also Adam's district. Uh, So shout-out to District 2. You guys represented very well. And we also want to thank Brian for the very sweet note that he sent us on Twitter. We won't go into the details, but needless to say, I think it was probably the the sweetest, most meaningful message that we've ever gotten doing this doing the show, Eddie. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, it makes it makes all this stuff worth it hearing hearing things like that. Um, because it's what we were talking about. Like we want to be a part of people's lives. Mm-hmm. We want to be a part of their routine. And that was definitely true for Brian and uh, in a really meaningful way. And we so appreciate you sharing that with us, Brian. And just a huge congratulations. Couldn't have happened to a better dude. Truly, yeah. It, it worked out perfect. Like, I was so happy to see that he won. So, yes. And congrats, one Brian. Can very convincingly scored yes. about 320 points. Week yeah, 18. Man. Had a great week. And also, even better, he beat me to do it. That's so right. I, I get to have, you know, that. You get to share in the glory. Yeah. And, you know, I get to, yeah, not feel so bad about my loss now. I lost to the champ. You lost to the champ. There you yeah. go. So It's all about me. Thank you all for listening. We will be back next week, probably later in the week. I think we're going to try to record on Thursday. So don't know what we're going to talk about yet. Probably just talk about some football that was played. Maybe look forward to the games coming up. Maybe do a little update from the you know playoff league that we're in. We got some see. guests coming on. Yes, we do have some guests. Yeah, stay tuned for that. So it's just, I don't know, man, just lots of cool stuff happening, Addy. Yeah, it's fun. I'm going to do a wellness check on Connor. I'm just going to drive past his house and make sure that the car is still in the driveway. Yeah. Hopefully it's not on in, in, uh, inside the garage. <laughs> in the garage running <laughs> with the fumes coming out. So, anyways, y'all enjoy the football. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with more to talk about. So, until then, y'all take care. Love each other. Stay safe. We'll see y'all next week.